Next up on Visual Wow. What can we do to make that re-envisioned event happen? Because we have ideas. You're never going to be in the same room, but this is it right now. Like, enjoy being together tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Visual Wow. The podcast for people passionate about live events. We're obsessed with creating and capturing those wow moments. This is the place the top pros come to share their secrets. Now, here's your hosts, Jack Hartsman and Monica Vidal. Welcome back, Visual Community. It's Jack Hartsman, your host, and I'm here, of course, with my wife, Monica. And today's guest is Heidi Hiller, Innovative Party Planner's Baltimore, Maryland, uh, who is actually coming to us and recording uh, in the middle of a uh, virtual event that she is facilitating from Baltimore while it's going on in Austin, Texas, which I find extremely cool. Hey, Heidi, welcome to the show. Welcome, Heidi. Thank you so much. Thank you both, Jack and Monica. It's a pleasure. Well, we are certainly glad to have you here, and we are, you know, just kind of goes to everything we're going about to talk about with virtual events. That uh, here we are having a uh, a Zoom call, which we turn into a podcast while you're in the middle of facilitating a corporate conference uh, halfway across the country. How's the weather over there, by the way? Yeah. A lot nicer than here. Well, actually, it's not so bad today. <laughs> today it's gorgeous here. Yeah, I used to live in Austin, so. Oh, uh, we, lo- we, we were we were just there right before COVID kicked in. We were in Austin. Me too. Uh, yeah, we were there. When the were you there? Yeah. Amazing, amazing barbecue. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, I was we there were, for a bar yeah. mitzvah. <laughs> it's a great. It's, it's a great. It's a great city. It's a. Really what is that city. bar mitzvah? What is that? No, it was my pre-COVID bar mitzvah. <laughs> so, uh, hey Heidi, congratulations on uh, all sorts of exciting things being. Uh, of the top 1,000 people named by BizBash. You've been a top, uh, what, top 50 in Maryland by M- Maryland uh, SBA. you got all sorts of cool things going on, and you're just recently licensed in or certified in virtual events. You have not been sitting around on your hands during our little uh, change of the world thanks to COVID-19. No, nor have I been sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I'm sure you weren't sleeping before this. No, Come on, we're, we're in the event industry. Yeah, we own a business. <laughs> Who has to sleep between what we do and what we want to do? Yeah, exactly. Um, so listen, so we have been uh, doing our research about you, even though we know you pretty darn well. Uh, from Misfit Pros to just every day doing events with you and and our personal relationship between us down here on one side of Maryland and you up north, up in Baltimore. What have you been doing to keep busy uh, during our changed world? I dove in after crying for two straight days. Um, <laughs> actually, I, I, I lie. I came back from Austin really sick, scared to death I had COVID. So we have to start there. Okay. <laughs> I, I was one of the people who got a COVID test before you could get one. So that was a pretty bill. Um, spent, you know, half a day in a hospital to get a COVID test. I was negative. Um, anyway, after that, I cried a couple days, um, shut my business down when we realized there's no way we, everybody was postponing. And, you know, I looked at, at the writing on the wall and thought this, this pandemic is going on overseas, looking overseas at what was happening, wasn't happening. They were three months ahead of us and three months from now, we're still going to be here. They're not projecting it ending. Can I take you back just a little bit and tell us a little bit about your company and what, because I think we we should start there, you know, and tell us what uh, what it comprises, what what you do. Absolutely. Okay. So we'll start twenty almost twenty four years ago. Um, I started a uh, design, really 
just kind of centerpiece making company. Let's really call it what it was in the basement of my girlfriend's house, Sazi. Um, and after five years, uh, we started making things that were really big and couldn't get out the back door of her basement. And we found a studio. We're still in it in Owings Mills, Maryland. Uh, the studio has doubled in size since we've been here since 2001. Um, and I have a 3,000 square foot warehouse where we cr still create centerpieces. Uh, we have a team of planners. And we also have uh, had in-house graphics uh, up until COVID. Uh, that's my passion. I have a degree in graphic design. My background is also in marketing. I've also done sign design in my career. And I learned from the seat of my pants how to do event design. And um, the business went from kind of designing events to producing events where we felt that, you know, I could really give us the title that we can take your event from ground floor up and, and get all the parts and pieces in place. But it took being in the business a really long time to, to feel comfortable saying that. Um, even to, to earn our title, innovative party planners. Like, I was like, wait, we don't really plan. And that was in the beginning, but of course now we do. Um, so, you know, we, we've grown over the years. We've shrunk over the years. This year we shrunk. Like I said, we had to close. Um, so we've been through a lot. So stores. you have actually closed the business or I you had, I had, um, furloughed okay. everyone and if i could figure out how to get these notifications off from the conference i'm working on i would i'm really sorry about that um <laughs> hit notifications off it you, happens you are working which is yeah, awesome i'm working um so no when we you know like all the events were postponed you know every march april may june event there was nothing to do except you know deal with what was coming over to our side of the tennis court and throw it right back. There was no work, um, no money. And one of your in. growth plans was to not just do the social, but you also expanded into the corporate. Yeah, corporate, you do both. Corporate holiday parties, corporate like everything. we do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. We were doing. Um, we even picked up an account for a very large international company where we were doing monthly employee incentive events. So, um, you know, the, we had a pretty consistent knowledge of our income, what we could keep on the books as far as staff, and um, that all came to a grinding halt. And just dealing with that in the beginning was work, as you know, as a business owner, um, trying to figure out how you're going to pay the rent, how you're going to pay the BG&E bill. Do you close? Do you move? Do you shrink in size? Do you, what do you do? Um, and while all that was going on, I was also creating this mitzvah prose much more in depth because I felt that our industry of Barnbot mitzvah professionals needed um, a place to, to come together to grieve. I so you got your COVID test, you cried for a couple of days. And then I just... And then you, done. I know, I, I've seen you just soar with Bryn yes. uh, Magazine and you guys started the mitzvah prose, which is how many... How many people has it? it um, well, so when to? we started, we actually started it six years ago on Facebook. Um, right. At the beginning of COVID, we had about 600, 650 members. We're up to close to 1,000 now. Uh, we've really been growing by the leaps and bounds. Uh, there's a lot of people that just specialize in bar and bat mitzvahs. And we feel um, 
our role in this is to help educate, collaborate, and advocate for us as, as you know, a lot of us are small business owners, 1099 employees, things like that. So we've been hanging on together. So Well, you guys, as what we're trying to do here at Visual Well, you grew a community um, to really be there for each other, not just with advice, but life advice, I think, you know, um, how we are going to get to the, you know, to the end of this or the new end, right? The the new normal, as they I call it, which I think we all hate saying end. that. Do you think we're going to find an end? I think well, we're just going, oh, this is my, my, what I've been telling everybody. We are paving new roads. Exactly. Together. We I like that much better. Road alone. I, I, I think right behind not, us yeah. are all the clients. <laughs> I, I think that I, I think that it's not. I think that it's not. We're going to find a new. I, I think. It's, I think we're just going to. When we get there, we're going to be there, and that's going to be the new norm. Uh, I don't think going back to the way things were yesteryear is going to happen. I think that Zoom is here to stay. I think the uh, the fact that whether it's corporate or whether it's social, but but specifically social, has been a three generation industry for for as long as there's been generations, and I think we're going to start seeing a huge drop off of people, probably above sixty five or seventy years old, coming to weddings and bar and bat misses and and social events. Uh, I just don't think people are going to make the travel even even after a vaccine. I think. I think the fact that, that the virtual world is now so uh, at our fingertips and, and every grandparent has now learned how to use Zoom to see their grandchildren, uh, I think that is going to be a dramatic, you know, if to coin the catering phrase, we have a piece of meat, we have broccoli, and we have mashed potatoes, there's going to there's gonna be a fourth thing added now, and it's going to be called Zoom or virtual. Correct. Well, what are your thoughts on that? I agree with you 100%. I see it with my own mom. I see how difficult it is for her to leave her home, how much of um, effort it takes for her to get out, to get dressed, to do anything. So if given a choice, I think if we plan an event, we now need to think about the fact that we have both live and we have attendees that can join us online. I think the hybrid movement, which is what we've always been talking about in the event industry, is being birthed in greater technology right now. There's still, I actually have a client who, you know, is trying so hard to create like that, that ultimate hybrid event where everyone present live and online can talk to each other independently and communicate. And there's certain things that we just can't do yet. And that I'm hoping we can get there and that that'll be the way and do it. You know, our, our events going forward, our, our RSVP cards will be, you know, looking forward to attending with you there, looking forward to attending virtually. Like we're going to need that on there for now on. You're absolutely right. We're going to have to design new RSVP cards, uh, both well, both online and physical uh, ones, I believe. And, you know, it just goes to show just how creative, you know, we all can be. We all have to be. Um, and those relationships, you know, that of our, you know, of our parents, 
showing us just how to entertain people, you know, and be the, you know, the, the hostess, you know, and welcoming everyone. We're welcoming everyone from all over the world. I mean, it, it, Jack and I have done, and I'm sure you have too, events where we have had people really from all over the world and in various languages, you know, and just seeing the, you know, the, the bride and groom or the grandparents congratulating them, you know, it just, they, they're taking the time to really be with them. Whereas sometimes, you know, when you have 200 people are at a wedding, you can't take that time away. You know, you can't just right. be with one person and now they're able to just sit and look at them and, and, you know, share in that in such a special moment. Absolutely. Well, and the other thing I'm starting to see socially is that it's people are starting to get it. Like, I remember when I sat down, I wrote myself like this to-do list of how would I recreate an event? And one of the things I thought about, actually, one of the millions of things I thought about was <laughs> there's not as much of a time limitation. We're not renting a venue and then we got to be out in four hours. We can come back together with a small group at any point during that festive weekend and have an intimate time with them. And I started thinking about how to use breakout rooms like tables. Um, and we've done, we've, you know, you, you have all these ideas and you run them by your clients. Some are more courageous or adventurous <laughs> than others. Thrill-seeking thrill clients for, versus yeah. those that are scared and, out and of their then, mind. And then I have others that are just grieving. And, you know, you, you meet your client where they are. You're not pushing anyone. But we keep saying it takes that brave sort of first few people to do something no one's done before and try it. It may or may not work. And, you know, you can't get all caught up in that, but just try it. And for us as vendors, the collaborating that we're all doing and the handholding that we're doing works with our clients too. So, um, for example, a client will come and, uh, and they'll say, you know, I, we're, I'm not doing anything the way I planned it. I can't. So, my, my thought is, well, what do you think you want to do? Because you want to hear, postpone, cancel, recreate. So, when they talk about you know, re-envisioning their event. My response as the event planner is, have you spoken to all your vendors yet? I want you to revisit it with them because every single one of them has rethought how to do an event too. Right. And we, advice. as a community of people, are here to support you. What can we do to make that re-envisioned event happen? Because we have ideas and we want to do that. And so some things have been amazing because that's where we're heading into these new directions. Well, let's um, come back to the time, the, the, the lack of time constraint that you mentioned a moment ago that yeah. we can pull things together whenever we want to. But there's another side of that coin that Monica and I have been watching this week, especially because we've been partaking in the um, Adobe, uh, Adobe launched a whole bunch of new stuff and they've yes, had a two I've been on it too. Live, <laughs> right. Well, did you see how many people logged on yesterday? A half was, a million people I, on the, the opening server session. Was full. <laughs> that's my. But that's exactly. I'm so glad you said that because that's exactly what I was going to bring up. Is that yes. you know we're doing we're doing so many virtual weddings and bar and bat mitzvahs and a couple of funerals, and and people just think that oh you do virtual or can I just put my laptop and make a Zoom session? Well, yeah, you can to a certain degree, but then there's all the other issues like broadband. 
Um, we can go to a cemetery with a battery operated system and stand in the middle of a cemetery uh, because there's no power. Um, but 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 your but your there's broadcast also no internet. Be, <laughs> correct. But if you bring a hotspot with you, as an example, yes. it's only as good as T-Mobile or Verizon may be in that particular location. And and if it can, I I, I love to say things like this because it really I, I already used it once today with a client. They're like, well, how can you ensure that the signal is going to be great? Because I've got family uh, in Asia and they're going to want to see our wedding. And I'm going to say, well, uh, Adobe fell on their face a couple of times yesterday and they got a little bit deeper pockets than I do. Uh, we do the best we can. And, and that's, that's all right. we can do. Well, when um, we send out, we just did a funeral also. Same, same thing. You're in the middle of nowhere. And in part of the guest instructions, because I always send them to my client to say, please send this to your guests so exactly. that they meet the idea of this event. Not everybody even knows an online event yet, especially in this case, it was someone in their late 80s who passed away, that the reception that we are getting to put the broadcast out to you, the signal may get weak at times, in which case we may lose the video, but you will always be able to hear it, it was part of my explaining. And it's it's unbelievable how much technology we have to learn. <laughs> to well, be- on top of that, especially at a funeral, excuse me for interrupting, uh, at a funeral, because we've done some of just recent where I don't know how they did it, but they kind of broke COVID rules because there were 50 or 100 people at a couple of them. Um, but, you know, when, when you have a hotspot that you're using with your laptop uh, to broadcast a signal, if people have their cell phones turned on, that cell phone signal, if it's the same wireless carrier, that cell phone signal um, can interfere and, and pull away from the broadband that interfere basically with your hotspot. So we tell people, don't just mute your phones, but please turn your phones off because out here in the middle of East Nowhere, uh, we need all the help that we can get with our hotspot. And it's really, it's really a technical challenge. And I think it's something that we all have to be, you know, acutely aware of, but it, it goes to weddings. It goes to everything. Um, we're, we're working lots to the of conference you're no doing power. right now. <laughs> we had yeah. somebody this morning who lost electricity. So we had to get a backup tech in their room, but you, but you're uh, prepared because you know, Know that's going to happen. You go in prepared, just like a good event. You have all the, your backups. Well, and what I love that you're doing is that we're not just teaching or educating. I'm going to say our clients, but also you know our co-vendors, right? We are letting them know because it's a domino effect, as I said before. That um, you know if we we get recommended or we are brought in to do something. If we don't educate everybody in our team, you know, that is there uh, from the planner to the caterer to, you know, everyone who is uh, there for their client, then we, they don't know. They don't know what they don't know. And I think we're all learning all of this at the same time. We are. And we want, I mean, it's so funny you said that. I started, um, and I have to pick it back up. I started like a Zoom training class because so many people um, I know I did encourage to take this course. I took the virtual event meeting management class. Here's one calling me right now from New York City who is in my class. So we're a really tight community and we'll get together every now and then when Zoom does another wonderful update (laughs) and practice it because... We have to practice it to use it 
for the next event. You don't want to use your event. I love, I love the way you just said that. No, I love the way you just said that because Zoom is changing their protocols literally every, every week. week. Oh yeah, my! Yeah. But they but know, you got to and they should. Yeah. They, they should they know. Yeah. Yeah. Do so you know that I actually got Zoom certified too? By who? Uh, by a platform called Happily, which is trying to uh, be 100% environmentally friendly um, by hosting, you know, energy-free events where during the event, trees are planted and different things happen to counteract the energy we use for an event. Because, you know, an online event uses a lot less, but not no, energy than a live event. Um, so there's a, there's a benefit to our environment right now, too. I'm going to take advantage of what you're just saying right now and a lot of things that you've said so far, but and take this on a different direction because I always think about um, when we do these podcasts uh, with all of our friends um, about the younger, a younger generation or the next generation that's coming or that is in school or that just graduated that is just thinking about getting into our industry. Yes, our first thing is run the other direction, but no, you know, they, they're not going to, they don't want to. And what you're telling me is like, you, you just told me about two ways that you got certified, you know, during this pandemic uh, for everybody listening. I'm going to get Heidi to give us all the links and they will all be in the show notes. <laughs> and so, there are more places. Go girl. Go. You yeah. go, Monica, get that you information. Know, it, it, it's a, it's a wow moment. This is definitely a, a wow moment, but no, I can, I can hear what you're, what you're telling me. And, uh, you know, I getting Zoom certified, it sounds, you know, we're, we're laughing or giggling a little bit about it, but it's changing every day. It has changed the way we live. It has also opened up the doors that we need so that we are not feeling so alone and so, you know, out there on, on our own island. But, but I um, like feeling alone out there on an island, but I like it, but I like it. Okay. I'm not sure what that was about, but um, that I know, was... you own that man. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I do, I do, and I'm... Very happily. I will not be owned. I will be borrowed. I will be leased. I will be borrowed. I will be rented, but I will not be owned. Okay. Nowadays, I, I will take any 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 I offers. Who's, who's making dinner tonight? Who's making- <laughs> <laughs> we did digress. Um, wine, wine. I need some wine for yeah, tw- to get through twenty twenty. Um, but no, I just. What are? What's your advice for? I, I mean, it's advice for everyone, but also to. Some of the people who are coming into the industry or who are looking to come into the industry, I know that you wrote, you were part of an article right before the end of the year, and um, you, you know, you um, were talking about where your business was heading and what you were thinking about doing. I think somewhere in there you talked about um, someday retiring. Uh, I don't know that any of us. I just are. started over. <laughs> Um, but uh, I think it was the business journal, correct? Yeah, uh, Baltimore Business Journal. That was right. Really nice and right so, I, you know, in reading that, what's your advice for for somebody who still would like to come into our industry? And I think it's a wonderful industry. It's a fabulous industry. We celebrate. I think, I think that um, my advice is you start with nonprofits. You start volunteering. No one's hiring you right now. But but so you keep collecting the unemployment. And start volunteering. And I have to be truthful. My career in event planning started with volunteering. 
I was the parent association president at Bettafilla's uh, school. We had about 900 families. Zazi was the parent association president right before me. All we did was events. And that was when I started this business, was after I finished that. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with putting all of your time and effort into a nonprofit. They need us more than ever right now. And they will take new blood. They will suck it. And your local your local nonprofits, you know. Oh, yeah, you don't locally. need to go yeah, far. No, no, not yeah, at all. Get in on the team. Help. Get in on the team. I also think there's a lot of free conferences out there that you can attend. There's so much information about the event industry that is available online. You can go to so many different conferences and just start learning, reading. And, and get um, certified like you you Yeah, been go doing. to school. PCMA, I did not take that class. They also offer a course that you actually have the initials after your name, if that's important. Um, but I think there's nothing like real life experience. Because even after getting certified in virtual event meeting management, I didn't know what I was doing. And I could tell you everyone in the class, it was like the number one question we all left was, so what platform do we use? The number well, one question I, I, we get when clients call. No, what but, but I, think, we I, I think every virtual event that we're a part of, I think we are learning, the client is learning. And I don't think that, you know, centerpieces as a perfect example 20 years ago, look where we are today. Yeah. Look how far folding napkins has come in 20 or 30 years. And I think the virtual, I think the Zoom is just one more thing. When we've gone from, you know, it was okay to hold up a, a cell phone at a, at, a, at a Zoom session. Then it got upgraded to a laptop. Then it got upgraded to a, a DSLR. Then it got upgraded. I mean, it's just going to keep on going into well, multi-camera I, I work. Will, I will tell you guys that the very first time that we used, I can think of three times in my life where it wasn't Zoom. Um, my daughter's bat mitzvah, my in-laws could not travel from Houston to Baltimore. And we had a cell phone on the Bema, on the, you know, the, the uh, podium. Wait, we don't call it podium. Right. We call it uh, whatever. So they could hear, but they couldn't see. There was no FaceTime back then. My nephew's bris, when his brother, the doctor, was in California, making sure it was done properly while it was being done in D.C. That was FaceTime. <laughs> my father's funeral. My niece was in the car with him. She was in the hospital. Um, my, so, Lev, Saul Levinson's a funeral home here. My sister set up one of the very first video calls. And oh. we're going back a long time. But as recent and, as... I mean, as, this stuff is... Yeah. It's developed over time. You know, like the need has been there. As recent as May of, of 2019, my niece got married and my mother oh, could not way, make it. By the way, that was 2020. No, 2019. She got married May 2019. And oh, there was another niece. wedding. Another I digress. Wedding. Right, right. Right. I, yeah. I, 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 I had had digress. It was the wrong niece. Right. No. And... Um, I had WhatsApp, you know, and yeah. I did with video, you know, and I showed the the first dance and the toes, you know, I had my phone and I, you know, that's what I used to show my mother but back you know, in Peru. But you know what was missing then and what we're working so hard to do now? It's kind of one way. You're showing. They're right. watching. And what I know I am trying so hard to do is to create community and break through the screen and not 
feel like you're just watching or listening, but you're part of the conversation, that you're part of the community, that it goes beyond just sitting and turning on a TV show. Right. And that takes it to, um, I think, from what you're referring to, uh, Jack and I were part of um, photographing, videotaping, virtual, everything, uh, a wedding for two people at the Park Hyatt in Washington, D.C. And we had, Jack, how many people did we have uh, tune in from all over the yeah. world? Um, more, more than 100 30? people were on the session, and the groom is in the military, and he had wow. people from deployment in Kuwait and Afghanistan, as well as his family from the Dominican Republic. None of those people ever would have come to the wedding. Forget about the global pandemic. And and then after the ceremony was over- We had a large screen. The, yeah, the bride and groom that could great. sit That's down with all, and, and watch all their guests and have private time with all of them. Oh, it was well, absolutely beautiful. I remember the first wedding that I did, the virtual wedding, um, we, we, they didn't really understand. I'm like, we're going to put a monitor under the chuppah. The rabbi will be, the rabbi wasn't with them. The rabbi's in St. Louis, the couple's in DC. They had about a dozen friends and they closed the street and they drew circles in the street. So everybody had their space and they were socially distanced. And on the screen comes the rabbi, the first aliyah that was done was somebody local. We had a, a microphone set up so they could walk up to it and we had lavalier mics on the bride and groom the second Aaliyah comes on and instead of the rabbi being on the screen on the under the chuppah it was someone from another place and Oops. her sister it was important her sister had re had arranged all of this with all their family and friends to do these incredible like really important, meaningful blessings. Instead of the Sheva Brochas, the seven blessings, it was like eight blessings, you know, that the friends would give. And they kept coming on the screen. And I remember the first time the first one came on, the jump, the groom jumped out of his skin. Like, <laughs> oh, wow. Like, I don't even think people understand when we like set it up for them, what it's going to be like. And I have to tell you, when we were all done, I, all the bride wanted was, I just want to see who's there. And also, just like you from all over the world, different time zones, and they were all dressed beautifully, and they, we started playing music, and everybody starts dancing at home, and the bride and groom are dancing, and she is bawling. toasting. She's bawling. Well, I, I mean, I guess, this, I gotta, like, how do we, we did it. How do we get this we, emotion? We have, we have one coming up this weekend, believe it or not, on Sunday, and we only booked it last week. That's another it. thing. A lot of a lot of these last a lot of these virtuals are, are coming together in seven to fifteen days. Yes, and uh, and we have one where the the bride's father is actually in Taiwan. It's a three o'clock ceremony, and it's uh, three o'clock in the morning, three o'clock uh, East Coast time. It's three o'clock in the morning, min, and her parents hours. are going to give a blessing. Her parents are going to give a blessing at three a.m. from Taiwan to the family at the wedding here in. Poolsville, Maryland. Uh, and, and first of all, pulling it off in the first place is super duper cool that we can do it. Second of all, pulling it off is super duper cool. Isn't it's it? It's really neat. Yeah, it it's so really, but as it's a pro, really cool. If I may, as a pro, Jack, you did advise them to have them record it. Yeah, you know? I thought yes. it might be a good idea to have them yes. pre-recorded just, just in case just they weren't, they weren't at, their, at their best at 3 a.m. No, yeah, exactly. Right. And exactly. you know what? No one knows whether it's recorded or not. So I want to take this conversation back to your mitzvah pros because 
Um, Monica and I obviously know you and Bryn very well, and and we have been obviously partaking in in that as, as quite a lot. Actually, not recently because we I haven't met. We haven't met. No, I, I haven't. I, yeah. Monday evenings have simply been crushing me in the afternoons. I'm recovering from the weekends again, uh, but it is a great forum, and and uh, I find it to be something that's between uh, business exciting. Um, personally, uh, it's just great to see friends and see colleagues, but I also I think it's it's very targeted therapy for a lot of people who, even though we may be like not quite sure where our next job is coming from, you know, being able to commiserate and or get excited with our peers is is one of the best things that you've got going with Misfit Pros. But but even more that I've been very excited about on the last couple of times that I've been a part of it, this is not a Baltimore, Washington thing. I mean, I love talking to people from Orange County, from the Bay Area, from Chicago, from Scottsdale, Arizona, from Boston, from Miami. It's really impressive how far the reach has gone. We've even got new members from the UK. We well, have started. Congratulations. And, yeah, I mean, it's been amazing. Well, so Bryn and I are now um, working the circuit. We just did a webinar with All Seated. We have another one lined up with eventpros.com. And we're working very hard to to kind of look under every rock we can to find these people because yeah, uh, we need do. to we need they're feeling very lonely. Um, and we well, as you, to as know you said, there. you know, collaboration and and partnerships, I think, are are again what's going to get us through this. You know, with your vendors because they're. they're everybody is is willing to or should be willing to share and see how we can all grow from this and grow out of this um, to, you know, it's not no longer going to be, I don't think I'm going to call them hybrid events. I think it's just going to become the norm of events, you know, that it's going to have a module which is going to be virtual. So, um, you know, as much as, and it's been overused, I guess, the, the hybrid part or the new normal and all the, I think it's going to just be, you know, one more thing that, you know, our client, we're going to have to offer for them, you now, know. Would you agree, though, that it is more expensive to have the live and the hybrid? You're talking about oh, a lot more technology. Definitely. I, 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 but, but I think there's, I think there's two, I think and there's 24/7. two ways to approach that. <laughs> I, right, I, I think there's two timelines. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Jack. Sorry, I, I, we're I talking think, over. I, I, that's okay. I, I think there's two things you have to think about. Number one, if you are planning on having a wedding or a bar mitzvah with 150 or 200 people, and now you're having 25 or 50 people, you're saving yourself $25,000 in catering at the very least. You got to put three, four, five thousand dollars into properly doing your virtual coverage because it's not just a guy with a, holding an iPad up in the air. It's it's a shooter or two, or three, a director, a producer behind the scenes, somebody maintaining the virtual connection, offering tech support to the guests. So yeah, it's a much deeper it's thing a team. than just it saying- It is a team. Yeah, it, Which, it's a, also absolutely. training the um, people who are hosting the event on how yep. to act on camera and how to yep. interact with their guests. I spend a lot of time before the event working with the families to set up the staging, you know, what their homes no, look like it's and really bring in important. the lighting. And, you know, we, we, I'm like, even their participants who are on the screen for minutes. I had a, a lovely tech run through last night for Bar Mitzvah we're doing Saturday and it was 
um, four family members from the dad and four from the mom. And when we got started, I said, first of all, mazel tov to all of you. Second of all, welcome to the start of Elliot and Ethan's bar mitzvah. This, this family being together, it's like you, you're never going to be in the same room, but this is it right now. Like enjoy being together tonight. Monica mentioned the, the wedding we did over the summer at the Park Hyatt for two people. Well, because there was so much family from the Dominican Republic and we were concerned about broadband and all the other issues, um, we actually had a tech run-through on Thursday before the Saturday wedding with 25 people simultaneously Absolutely. from the DR just to make sure it was going to work. Listen, Heidi, um, I hate waiting till the end of the episode to do this, so I'd like to talk really quickly, a quick message to the Visual Wow uh, community. Thank you all for being here. I hope you're getting a lot out of this conversation with Heidi. You know you can always find this and much more information at visualwow.com slash welcome. Um, Heidi, I'd love to you to tell our audience the best way to get a hold of you, your social channels, uh, where's the best place for them to find out who you are and more about you. I never leave my office, so you can email me, Heidi, at InnovativePartyPlanners.com. Social channel, I, my favorite's Instagram. I get a, a, do a lot of back messaging. They just changed the platform today. Did you know that? Oh, it's I did. At, yeah, at Innovative Party, which is both Twitter and Instagram. We also have a Facebook page. You can also go on our Google, uh, Google business you can message us directly. And if you go on our website, innovativepartyplanners.com, it also messages to my phone. So well, I, I can also tell people that if you just me. go to if you just go to <laughs> if you just go to Google and type Heidi Hiller, there's like nine hundred different things that will tell you about this incredibly powerful woman and the oh, people that are talking you. about her. Hey, let's let's go into a little bit about um, I hate to call it the, the the big giant elephant in the room, but there's a harsh reality that we're dealing as seasoned event purveyors um, that has to do with cancellations and rescheduling and um, kind of what we're telling our customers and how we're rolling with the punches. And to the same subject is how, as business owners, when we're, like you said, trying to pay the electric bill, um, how we're dealing with our employees uh, or, or if you will, always ready for the two-minute drill with our team. So why don't we tackle the first part of it is, you know, how are you handling the, uh, the, the customer that's freaking out for an event that's a year away and they feel like they have to cancel or postpone versus the one that's near in? What's your, what's your kind of rolling, rolling conversation like? Um, you know, it's interesting. Right now, my year outs are planning as if COVID's done. That, that all of my clients right now. I, wow. Yeah. Good for you. Um, I, on the other hand, am saying to them now in the event that you can't have 300 people at your event next right. year, um, I, I take each client and spend time with them and listen to what, they, what they're thinking, where their mind is. Um, I've had people call me. We hadn't done a lot of planning for events from this point forward. We, everything for this fall was already canceled or postponed. Um, right. And in those cases, I start with a retainer agreement, and it's a very minimal amount. <clears throat> and I was, I, every single one of them, we rewrote the retainer agreement. We changed the scope of the project, and we applied the retainer towards different work uh, so that they didn't lose anything in that case. I think what was harder was the ones that were what, just canceled. Like, they wanted to postpone and ended up canceling where we had the decor done, ready to walk out the door. And 
you know, in that case, we actually lost money because here they are saying we want our money back. And it was like, but we already did all the work. I mean, the only thing we hadn't done was loaded the van and put it out. And so let's compromise and I'm not going to ask you for another penny. That was, you know, it was a difficult situation because of what we're in. Um, That's I've had people, I've had, I've had customers actually call me and and ask me uh, and, and, peers in the business, you know, how are you handling it? And, and what are your recommendations? And I say, I say to everybody the same thing. You get more with honey than with vinegar. I say to the customer, don't call your vendor and demand. Call your vendor and explain. I say to the vendors, don't bark, listen. And I, I really think that, I don't think that there's two situations that are the same, even though we're all being driven by the same culprit. Uh, I think every event is different and you have the people that are calling because they just need to know that we're still on their side. I think you have people that are calling because they feel, you know, um, compromised and they just cannot wrap their head around doing an event in the next foreseeable future. And then I think you have people that are just in a tailspin panic and, and they kind of need us to pull them back from jumping off a cliff. Um, and that's and that what we're there goes for. to the next part of yeah. the right, and and that goes to the next part of the conversation is that like you, you're a big operation. We certainly are at Washington Talent. You know, you you, you go six or seven or eight or ten or twelve months without working on a regular basis, and the fine tune of your machine starts to dissipate. And and you know, we've been we've been very busy the last couple of weeks, which I'm just happy is. As, as a Monica, I could possibly be that there's been great business and put a lot of our people back to work the last couple of weeks and for the foreseeable next couple of weeks. But we have no idea if there's going to be a holiday season. How are you handling your staff? I know you told me you're not doing in-house graphics anymore, but how are you handling things, keeping your staff in the loop when you actually need them? Um, we all still stay in touch. We actually... Um I just reached out to them the other day and I said, I have an idea for the holidays and I want to bring the team back together and see how we can get everybody working and being creative. Um, one, one person and I are full-time, Julie and I. Julie has jumped into right. the virtual events with me. Zazie, you know, in the beginning, she's like, I have a hard time with Microsoft Word. Please don't make me do a virtual events. And I was like, oh my God, no, you know. Um, and she, you know, would like to see her grandchildren. So we have been kind enough to say, don't walk in this door because we're all taking a risk every day we leave our houses. So she's been really careful. And then we have an artist who I work so hard to make sure we can keep her busy, but we can't always. Right. Uh, but that's, you know, so we're still in our creative mindset thinking, hmm, we have an idea. Let's see if we can bring them in. I, it's hard. I mean, everybody knows it's just really, really hard. Um, we're smaller than you guys, uh, you know, and we're, we were pumping it out. I had, I had a warehouse manager who actually left <laughs> us at the end of 2019 and I was pretty upset. And then look what happened. I don't need a warehouse manager. So I never refilled the position. So what did he yep. know that we didn't? She. Oh, she. She was working three jobs and one of them, you know, came to her with, uh, you know, I guess the more full-time demand. Uh, she was part-time for me. Um, yes, my warehouse manager was a woman. <laughs> I know. Shame on me. 
Yeah. Yeah. But if that had come out of my mouth, we could have started a whole movement and riots and everything. Right. Well, you know, preferred <laughs> pronoun, we could just say they and we would be getting yeah. away with much better. I, uh, I like to end on a high note. And to the high note, I, I just want to say that it has been a pleasure to be a part of Mitzvah Pros. You are inspirational to so many people that we work with on a regular basis with your aggressiveness you. and staying in the game and all your certifications and, and really tip our hat to you for for keep on plowing it forward. I think it's totally awesome that we're talking about this right now while while Julie is facilitating a conference. Yeah, in I Texas. think I just heard her finish. <laughs> that's 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 just totally, totally Julie, awesome. Julie, okay, anything, Julie anything, needs anything to train. If anybody wants to learn about virtual events, please call. We're we're training an army now. <laughs> that's awesome. And, and as Monica, we're, we're finishing up, I want to again once again quote you. I am very passionate about what we do for people. The world sucks. So when you can have a reason to celebrate, it does something to the psyche. I just adore that, especially now. You were a visionary when you said it. And you I know it was before this wonderful world that we're living in. Sucky world. <laughs> it, it, there you go. It's so apropos because we yeah. still have to celebrate. I'm just going to chime in with uh, asking Heidi before I start copying it, and I will always give credit when I copy something from somebody. You know, Heidi, uh, recently you were interviewed by MPT, and you had some really poignant words, and I think I'd like to wrap up with an incredible quote that you gave them about our the world that we're living in, especially the virtual world. Oh, thank you, Jack. That means a lot to me. Um, yeah, if I remember it correctly, probably not word for word, at this time with online events and virtual events, while we're not touching physically, what we are doing here is touching emotionally. Is that the quote? That, 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 is, that is the quote and that is the pause because I think that's exactly <laughs> where we, uh, that's where we leave this off. Hey, uh, Heidi, it's been terrific having you, Monica. Always great to have you on the broadcast with me. And uh, to the visual out listening community, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, our numbers continue to grow. The feedback we're getting from you on the website is just completely awesome. Uh, please, 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 please go to applepodcast.com and leave a uh, comment, a review about this episode, about our show. If you have any questions, you can reach out to me directly at jack at visualwow.com or monica at visualwow.com. Uh, we will be happy to talk to you. Uh, on the regular one-on-one. -on -one. We've got a mastermind group starting on Facebook next week. Uh, there's a lot of great programming coming around the corner. Again, visualwow.com slash welcome to get involved with what we're all about. Heidi, thanks so much. You've been awesome. You can go back to your uh, to your Austin conference now. Day, and give day two tomorrow. I'm going to sleep tonight. Day two. Good for you. Good <laughs> yeah, for you. Yeah. Hey, wait, I had a six-day conference a couple weeks ago. This is this stuff's out there. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. No, All right, Visual Wow community. Guys, thank you. Thank you, Visual Wow community. Thank you, Heidi. You're the best. You're the best. Thanks so much, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Visual Wow. If you like what you heard, like us on Facebook, Twitter, and tell your friends. Go to visualwow.com for more info. If you didn't like what you heard, just keep it to yourself. Know a pro we should be talking to on the show? Drop us a line. Talk with you next time on Visual Wow.